Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Friday, 11.35, that means Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the uh, president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, is here, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Were you brought here today by Hamilton Limousine? No, not y- today. You usually are. I, uh, no, not next week I will be. I'll be, uh, and I will be probably in the future. I, I can tell you, I want to thank the city of Hamilton for the extra 10-minute drive it takes to get to the station. So, you know, that's uh, that's that's adding a little more. But ha- uh, Hamilton Limo actually is taking me next week. I, I travel between the uh, city of Cambridge, Niagara, and especially Toronto. Toronto is just... Yeah, they take very good care of me of getting me around. When it comes to Hamilton, though, I usually will cycle around, even though they are called Hamilton Limo. Uh, and they're everywhere, by the way. Great folks. Marcus and the gang up there are great. I was just talking to our friends uh, at our uh, brother station here, Y108, uh, Ben and Shauna, to do the morning show. They're going to the uh, Guns N' Roses concert. Oh, at, yeah, uh, yeah. But they're taking Hamilton Limo. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. a great way. If you're going to a concert, you know, and you want to have a couple of pops or whatever, uh, yeah. get call these guys at Hamilton Limo. They'll look after you. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then well, you can have a good time and not have to worry about anything. Hey, listen, we were talking about Amazon and, and mm-hmm. obviously the bid for Hamilton, et cetera, but I don't want to go there. I want to talk about what Amazon's doing in the marketplace right now, especially with the demise of Sears. And they're looking at places like Amazon and say, well, that's part of the cause for this. Amazon is very much in favor of retail, but they're doing it their way, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, you know, this is the part which I, you know, we were just talking off, off uh, air before just generally, but you know what? Here's the thing about Amazon right now. We're hearing a lot of flack on Amazon pertaining to... The this big crusher of of industry and retail. Let me be. Let me just tell everyone how it's going to play out because I'm going to do a little crystal ball here. What's happening right now is Sears, as a large uh, a commodity, can't sustain itself anymore. And part of that reason is it's tough. Like government, I'm going to have to combine these two. Never would I ever say businesses like government, but in this case, I'm going to combine it. And the problem is on large volume capacity, and I'm talking about many factors in play, staff, operation costs. It is extremely uh, challenging on a large scale to manage those costs. That's why franchise models tend to do very well. So what's happened right now is a lot of these retail sectors, unfortunately, Sears wasn't able to sustain itself, are actually being broken down. And they're actually, they're going to be claiming that in the next two, four years, large multifaceted retails are going to be gone. Now, what means is, well, great, we got nowhere to go. The mall is dead. No. What it means, though, is Amazon is necessarily requiring these facilities to exist. Why? Because Amazon still wants the retail to survive, but they don't want to have Amazon stores everywhere. That would probably uh, defeat the purpose of what Amazon was. So part of it is going to be, we're going to see mop-op operations start up independently So imagine husband, wife coming in like a restaurant, but except it's going to be more in a retail side, probably handle a staff of no more than 10, small business, and they will be able to operate retail products, maybe in a niche, a hat, a clothing, could be a specialty product line or some capacity. They will partner with Amazon and Amazon's trying to develop this ma-pa partnership where you could be able to sell your products that you have in in store online and ship it anywhere in the world or we will now use your facility as a partnered Amazon location where you can now have your product shipped locally into your uh, into your store. So so in other words if you're that guy uh, <laughs> yeah. and I want to order something on Amazon uh, yeah. I can get it delivered to uh, to you know Whatever. Instead of going through a, de- a department store right now, yeah. I'm going to Adam's Discount Emporium, uh, you know, the, which is your store, and Amazon will deliver it there, and I just pick it up there. That's right. I, I the whole irony of this is that's what Sears did for years. 
is they set it up in small communities and postal offices and in small yeah. general oh, yeah. stores. And so I kind of like... Well, I'm, Amazon is really just a takeoff on what Sears and Eaton's used to do, which was catalog shopping. That's right. And now they're just you, reinventing instead of, it. Instead of actual physical catalog, you yeah. go online, but it's the same deal. Get ready to see an Amazon sign on the outside of a retail facility to say Amazon products shipped here. You'll be able to actually see that very similar to what we saw years and years ago with Sears, where we all looked at it and they got away from those general stores and got into their own retail facility. We've actually gone back in history and we're going to be seeing that sort of rise of, of the small retail shop uh, take take uh, take hold again. All right, let's talk about fish. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> well, we got to put it together in some capacity. Um, we always talk about dogs. We talked about cats. You know what? I thought this was interesting. People have fish. My daughter, my youngest daughter, she has a fish. She loves it. Kelsey is a huge fish lover. She loves horses, but she loves fish. And so there's a new... F- f- fish are easier to manage. <laughs> well, and that's why I and, love them. And, and I mean, easier to clean up exactly. after. Exactly. But sometimes you you might be pretty attached to your fish. And so, you know, it dep- it's an animal. You love them dearly. Well, this little product actually is a camera. It goes inside uh, uh, the aquarium. And inside the aquarium, you'll be able to actually connect and see your fish swimming around from a new perspective, too. You can put the camera almost right in where the fish likes to sleep or it could be any creature in your aquarium. But then you can easily, while you're traveling, just do a quick check-in and see how it's doing. It comes with a couple other features. How's Nemo doing? Yeah, is Nemo swimming? Punch it up on the phone, yeah. Is he floating? What's the story, right? <laughs> so you'll be able to now connect with this product, see your fish, take a photo of your fish, keep a video of your fish, and be able to actually rest wherever you're traveling and maybe put it on as a screensaver. Remember Windows 95? Yeah. The fi- yeah, well, imagine now you can actually connect that with your smartphone device and make it your own little uh, screensaver. Just in time for the holidays and gift giving. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Pixel phone. Yeah, this is big news. If you haven't heard yet already, Pixel came out. Let me be clear. Let me go back. Pixel has two products on the line. So there's the XL and the Pixel 2. Both phenomenal phones. They're in the top grade of the iPhone 8, the iPhone X, the Note 8, and the Pixel the unfortunate side, which is kind of weird because this happened a lot in plasma screens. You know, this wasn't so much an LED issue, but they're getting burn-in. Burn-in is where it stays on screen for yeah, a while yeah. and you turn it off and you still see the screen or the image on your screen. So Pixel's got a little bit of a ch- Google, I'm going to call it because it's Google's problem. Google's got a bit of an issue right now, and that is that their phones are getting a lot of burn-in. Let me also reiterate that it's not all the Pixel phones. And why you're hearing a lot of noise about this is because Samsung is standing in the background causing a little bit. Remember the Pepsi Coke era where they actually were throwing it in their face? Well, Samsung's doing a lot of this. We're going to get to the next story shortly of what also Samsung's doing. But with the Google phone, they're running a campaign. And why they're doing it is because the XL of the Google Pixel phone, which is their high-end model, those screens are from LG, whereas the Pixel 2 is from Samsung. So they're kind of throwing a little bit of a, (laughs) yeah, we know your woes. And you know what? If you're using a Samsung product, we don't got that issue, quality and so forth. So anyway, Google is right now going to be probably doing a massive recall, not to the point of explosion, but to the point of you'll be uh, getting your screen repaired. Speaking of explosions, I mean, Samsung took a lot of heat about a year ago, I guess it was, right? You know, with the phones that were exploding, burning up, the battery issue. Remember, it even got to to the point where they were saying, don't even take that thing on on, on an airplane. You weren't allowed to have a Samsung phone on an airplane. It was a fine. Not not just, no, you can't use it, sir. You can't bring it on the plane. On the phone, yeah. Or on the plane, yeah. Like every great company, you give them lemons, they make lemonade. Talk to us about this promotion. 
promotion they did. This is a really great idea. This was actually kind of interesting. They showed it. Uh, it was a little gimmick they did in Spain, of course, of Spain, of all things today to speak of. But in Spain, they did this. Uh, it was an airline that was going to be flying from Barcelona to Germany. And as a little gimmick, Samsung wanted to really bring out the fact that, hey, we can all laugh at our own errors. And one of the comments, as you were indicating just a few seconds ago, is that, yes, you get on a plane. It was actually in the opening announcements. Please yeah. buckle your seat in the case of emergency and do not have your Samsung Note 7 or you will be fined by the FC, FCC and all this sort of stuff. Well, this little gimmick was everybody who boarded the plane got a brand new Note 8. And when you turned on the Note 8, it said actually gimmickly in the opening announcements was please remember to turn on your note eight and you may use it for the duration of the flight so it was a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek without indicating their problems of the past but samsung's really trying to get some leverage on the fact that we've got a quality product tried true and tested and it's running perfectly excellent stuff super uh facial recognition Yes. This, this is kind of cool, though. The, the, obviously, the technology has been developed. We've known that yeah. for quite some time. But it's the usages uh, that, that are coming up here. And now the schools are starting to do this? This is going to be something which, you know what, they're, they're always way more advanced over in Europe and China and otherwise. But right now, one of the things, in the let's talk about how we do it here today. You don't show up for class. You get a phone call. They do an attendance, and they basically, at the end of the day, you get a phone call that says... A student in your household <laughs> from grade 8 was not there today and of course and of course they've been there done that all right uh and then of course they always want i was there yeah what do you mean i was there i was sitting in the back they didn't didn't see me right this is going to avoid all of these issues because now we see it's on the new iphone which is coming out it's on the samsung now it's going to be available in a tablet when you walk into class kids yes you'll be approaching your classroom you will have to stare into a screen and it's active in college right now in europe and china that if you approach class you're face will now be recognized and logged in the case of you being in attendance or not. Why they're doing this is not so much so they call your parents at home. The, they have a major problem of where, you know, big universities and colleges have tests and they send their friends in to actually do the test. So this is going so to be, this is going to end it. You why have didn't to I have think this. of that? Pardon me? Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I actually so, could have passed so then, math then. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah, you could, you know, I'd be happy to assist you. If you. You called me years ago, but this is something that is going to be literally allowing you to uh, a, a, a showcase you are a present, you are uh, going to be available, and it, it will definitely be the future where we will go, be going for attendance in the future. Do you have a fidget spinner? Uh, no, but I, I, uh, Michelle, as she's a, she's a teacher, so I know it yeah. drives her crazy in class. So she would always see the kids and she'd be like, give me your fidget spinner. She always would comment at the end of the day. Yeah, so. I'm not, I'm not a big fan either, but they're not going away anytime no. soon. As a matter of fact, there's a new one out for the holidays. You know, every year we like fun little gadgets, you know, uh, back in the seventies, I think it was the slinky, you know, and then yeah. it was late in the eighties, it was going to be the Rubik's cube. And now in 2018, this hot summer product is, it's like a little cube and and it's a fidget spinner, so it's got little tabs at the top and the bottom. And when you give it a spin, the light it lights up and it gives that real inviting, annoying sense of whirling sound twirls and otherwise. And so now we can probably hear a whole new anguish from teachers everywhere going, Oh my god, the cube spinner is going to be the next hottest Christmas item that's going to drive kids crazy. All right, speaking of Christmas, because uh, we are getting, I guess, closer and closer to that date, mm-hmm. uh, a new update about Christmas lights. 
lights, which is always the bane of somebody's existence, trying to get them working, and, oh, that bulb's burned out. How am I going to replace this? Right. Problem solved. Well, you know, this one kind of goes in line with we've really had a Save on Energy campaign that's been going on for a few years now, and what do we do? We all go out and get smart LEDs, yep. and that's been one of the things. Well, not, I should say, smart LEDs. We get LEDs. I'm referring specifically to smart LEDs. These are the ones that, you know, have internet connection, and they can change colors and otherwise. Well, there's actually a product that's available. It's called Noon. And what it is, is a, a smart light switch. It uses the exact same bulbs you have. You don't got to go and replace them. And really, it makes sense when you think about it, Bill, because all, it all, all a light bulb is, is literally power lighting up at any kind of capacity. Well, you know, this smart light switch by noon allows you to control light light density and allows you to inv- uh, incorporate all the internet aspects of of, uh, of sound and otherwise so guys before you go changing the light bulbs and get smart LED light bulbs you might want to think about just replacing the light switch might be a lot cheaper too and, and it's, it makes sense I mean this is something that was inevitable I mean because yeah. you know you get into the holiday season for instance if you're going to be doing something like this yeah uh, the timers sometimes work sometimes don't yeah uh, and then that means well I got to go outside in the minus 10 I got to go out and unplug the darn <laughs> things. I, I, I was waiting for somebody to develop an app that simply said, no, sit in your living room. You can do it on your phone. Yeah, do it on your phone. Smart switch is, is basically the, the way to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one grabs me. I mean, you come up with a, <laughs> these once, once a week, there's this gift that you just say, I got to get me one of these. Uh, a mug that actually stirs my coffee for me. Hold on, hold on. It does even more than that. Oh, Hang on, yeah. we're gonna we're going into infomercial <laughs> mode here, Bill, because this one even got me all tickle pink when I saw it. So check this out. Plus, uh, if you act now, <laughs> if you act now, supplies are limited. Not to buy one, get two. So this is a product. So let me just paint this picture for many coffee connoisseurs. You get into the office, you wake up in the morning in your home, and you probably put a little cream, milk, sugar. You get it ready. It's nice and piping hot for those first couple minutes, and you leave your cup because you hear the dog barking or you know you got to fix the camera in your fish tank whatever the situation is you come back you pick up your mug of coffee and you, or your cup of coffee in your mug and you sip it and it's uh, it's a little lukewarm or the milk's been sitting for a while and now it's not it's wasted this smart mug is now capable of doing three things one it will stir your coffee to perfection. So if it's one sugar, two sugar, or milk or otherwise, it stirs it to your preferred perfection. Of course, to the app that you would download and link to your mug. Two, it's got diodes in it that heats your coffee to the perfect temperature. So if you love your temperature at about 75 degrees Fahrenheit or 105 degrees Fahrenheit, this will keep the temperature at the perfect optimum level. And last, it will continuously stir your coffee to make sure that that milk and cream just doesn't settle. So when you're drinking, you're like, oh, it's, I, I'm losing my my coffee taste. A double, double, triple, triple will never be the same in one of these new smart mugs. Because this is just not right. Because when the water, you know, the, first of all, when you have that big swallow, right? Yeah. And it's it's lukewarm. It's like, oh, man, oh, my coffee's ruined. And, and so I, what do you do? You run to the microwave. Well, <laughs> it, it bakes it. And it, it takes... If you like coffee, and I like a cup of coffee in the morning, that's right. Once you put it in the microwave, it it just doesn't taste right. It doesn't taste the same. It's not coffee anymore. It's that's just right. it's just baked something or other. Now the this other is thing, good. It comes as a travel mug too. So you know what? As uh, this is another feature, you can definitely you know leave home and have it constantly stirred and at that optimum temperature. You used to have it in your car consoles. There was those you know little yeah, uh, yeah. where you could actually like keep your coffee hot while you drive or get the perfect thermos. Now this is actually the perfect thermos. Excellent. 
Excellent stuff. All right, we uh, both know guys who think they can walk on water. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but you can actually ride a bike on water now. You know, this is a new thing that's coming out. Yes, the new electric bike is on market, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, first of all, you got to be able to pedal. It's not like an electric bike where you sit on it and let it go. It, think of it as a moped for water. So you would pedal. It looks like a hydroplane, so it's got two blades that go under the water. As you pedal, it propels you up above. Now, why this is important is it allows you to ride on rivers, uh, the ocean, waves or otherwise. It allows you to actually, but it does require balance. So it's important to understand that it's not going to balance itself. So if you stop pedaling, you will sink. Now, the other side is that it allows you to actually ride as you fall off. Say you fall off your bike, you want to get on it again. In this case, you kind of mount the bicycle under the water, get yourself in a position, and then pedal as hard as you can and lean back, and it will pedal you out of the water and you're hydroplaning easily. Now, once you get the power up to a certain level, hit a switch, and you're basically, uh, I think it's got up to about 25 minutes of power, you'll be able to electrically charge yourself across the lake. Yeah, well, you better make sure. Yeah, do the math on this before you start across, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm waiting uh, for the first guy to go and says, I'm going to cross the ocean my electric bike. Yeah. yeah, there'll be no English Channel crossings or anything with this. <laughs> no. thing. Not yet, anyway, but no. the technology is there. That's right. Uh, we're out of time. An awful lot of fun, as per usual. Thanks so much for this. So, uh, And, of course, uh, uh, thanks to everybody watching on Facebook today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had quite a crew here today. Uh, and so, if you, you have know. more questions for Adam, you can reach him on his Facebook page. That's right. Go to FPM. Facebook or my FPM3.com. Yep. Uh, we do this every Friday at 11.30. Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield, brought to you by Hamilton Limousine. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.